0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com/slash-using-your-power. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And today, I'd like to recommend "Book Yourself Solid, Second Edition," the fastest, easiest, and most reliable system for getting more clients than you can handle, even if you hate marketing and selling, by Michael Port. <laughs> Welcome to Using Your Power. I'm David Andrew Weeb and joining me is... Maveen Cora. How's it going, Matt?
1: I'm doing good, man. How are you today? I'm powered up. Yeah? How come?
0: I'm powered up for another episode of Using Your Power.
1: Are you? Yeah. Well, what, uh, what got you to that?
0: You know, I think just having a good routine, doing the things that I need to do on a daily basis... I feel like I'm falling behind on some things with, uh, working out and, and meditation, but you know, that sometimes that is a bit of a luxury in the entrepreneurial life. You try to fit it in when and where you can.
1: Right. You know, that's, it's very interesting. One of the things that, uh, we, myself and my wife are trying here is, to uh, start getting up a little earlier so we can mm. start getting the, you know, the meditation in and get the exercise in. And, you know, it's just slowly building that, uh, you know, just that that uh, results that we're gonna want. So we're gonna start getting up, I think, around five o'clock, and you know, it's and start pretty getting early. out of bed about five thirty, so we can start working out and, you know, and meditate and get the good, you know, the day started, so we can uh, do all the things that we really want to do towards the end of the evening, and not, you know, have to feel like we gotta fit all that stuff in. So should be interesting. I'll let you know how that goes.
0: Are you going to try to get to bed earlier too with that?
1: Yeah, the goal is going to be about uh, 10, 10, 30, you know, right. no more than that. I think, uh, you know, just especially trying to get a good rest still, especially if you're working out, you know, you got to, you know, relax your body, let your muscles heal. And, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think the meditation will help with that as well in the morning. It's kind of like uh, not sleeping, but it is definitely putting your uh, mind into a, a restful situation.
0: So important. Yeah, I think you do definitely need sleep and I would, I would say, you know, to be healthy, you need seven to eight hours of sleep, generally speaking. If you're the kind of person that functions on four or five hours of sleep, that's great. But, you know, it could be early onset onset of diseases for a lot of people. That's what it could end up meaning, losing a lot of sleep. So I would definitely encourage everyone out there to try and get the optimal amount of sleep for you. Right on. Well, what's our uh, topic today, David? We're going to talk about passion.
1: Okay. Well, what is it that we're going to talk about with passion?
0: (laughs) We're going to try to go deeper into it and maybe talk about some things that people commonly miss about it because I think it's somewhat of an easy topic for us to cover because of network marketing, because of our experience in personal development, the books we've read, the blogs we've read, the podcasts we listen to passion is is frequently referred to, and some people will uh, tout the benefits of passion forever and will say it's all about passion. But I think we also need to take a look at what it actually means. And if you don't understand what it means, you could be misled. You know, the message that you're hearing might not be the right one as far as getting you to where your goals are.
1: Fair enough. So uh, let's start off.
0: All right. So I wanted to talk about whether or not passion was something to be found. And my argument is that you can't really find your passion. You, you have to pretty much make up your mind about what your passion is. Now, on the other hand, we can all discover talents. We can all discover proficiencies, intelligence, things we are good at things that we are totally capable and skilled at doing you know john maxwell often talks about how he'll he will never be a great golfer it's one of his weaknesses so he can make it a strong weakness but not never one of his main strengths so all of us have those things that you know are weaknesses we will only ever be able to propel them to the point of being stronger weaknesses so focusing on our weaknesses isn't necessarily the right thing you know as an entrepreneur we will often wear many different hats so sometimes we do have to work in our weaknesses until we're ready to eliminate automate or delegate but for as much as possible you try to free up your time to work on what your strengths are
1: right so you know what do you what do you say to
0: people who say you know well i can find my passion if, if you have managed to find your passion, then more power to you. Uh, arguably, maybe maybe you totally haven't found what you were meant to do, and you you just believe that whatever it is that you like to do is what you were meant to do in the first place. I don't know. I guess meant to do can kind of sound like fatalism, so I want to be careful with that. I think we all have choice as, as human beings, even if there is a spiritual realm, which I do believe in, but we still... We get to make those choices. So it's up to you. If you want to go down that path of something that you're not skilled at or not really great at, or something you will actually never be very good at, uh, you know, that that's something you can do if you want to. I think so often that we look at others and we go, oh man, they're, they're in their niche. They're in the right place at the right time. They're, I, I like what they're doing. I, I see this person going to grad school and they seem so happy and passionate about it. And I want to go enjoy grad school too. Hold on. <laughs> what you want is actually the same happiness and drive that they're experiencing. It's not the grad school that you want. You want to be like them in the sense of you also want to be in, in something that fires you up.
1: Right. You know, one of the things that I wrote down for uh, my point of talking was that passion is really not just a hobby. You know, it is something that we do because we enjoy doing it. Mm. Um, You know, it's not something you just kind of do. You actually fully do it. You breathe it, you live it, and that's what you want to do. That's almost like what you're consumed by. Uh, on a daily basis, when it comes to your thoughts, uh, when you're actually passionate about uh, you know whatever you're passionate about. So if it's music or literature or movies or or you know just uh, working out, you know if that's what you're passionate by, uh, or your business, you know you 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 really just focus your full attention on those things. Uh, you know you you think about it always. Uh, it's imp- It's the most important thing to you, regardless of what your results are. You know if that's what you're passionate about, then you'll typically work through good. Or bad results. I know. Typically, when we're first starting off in any sort of business, we'll typically want to, um, you know, just kind of get going, and we'll just, you know, be excited, and we'll we'll do all the work, mm-hmm. write the blogs, do all the podcasts. But you know, it's that additional passion, not just the results, that keeps you going. Uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you have the right results, so you are going in the right direction. I do believe that. Um, but you know, before results, the passion has to be there.
0: Such a great point, because so often we will think of passion as the hobbies that we engage in after work. And that may not necessarily be the case, right? Because we, I think it's all healthy for us to have maybe a distraction or a hobby or something that we like to do in our spare time. But an artist that dedicates as much as their time as possible to drawing or painting or sculpting would probably wouldn't say that it's a hobby. It, it, it's a career, it's a discipline, and possibly a passion. So, that's such a great point, Mav.
1: Yeah. And you know, one of the other things I thought of too, it's not a, a nine to five job. Passion is not a nine to five thing. It's a everyday thing. It's a 24 uh, seven, 365 days plus a leap year kind of thing. Right. So um, the other thing was maybe taking a quick look at it from the other side of what passion is
0: not. What are your thoughts? What passion is not? Well, that's, I, I think it's almost just like the, in a in way, it's an easy life if you don't have a passion, then you, you're you not driven to achieve anything. You're not trying to add value to people's lives. You're not trying to go out and get money for a particular cause or organization or something you believe in. You're also not creating uh, things to probably the level that you're capable of creating.
1: Right. Great points. And um, I do like that idea because it's it's about looking beyond yourself is, is kind of what I take from what you're saying.
0: Yeah yeah because when the the thing about passion that and i guess i could just dive into this point too a thing that people miss about passion because I see some arguments on medium and other places about this is, is passion. Isn't just like what you like, it actually means to suffer for it's in the dictionary. One of the definitions of passion is to suffer for something. So if you don't believe in it, you're not going to suffer for it. If you don't think it's worthwhile, if you don't see it as being some valuable contribution, contribution that you can make to the world, why in the world would you bother to suffer for it?
1: Right. So, you know, we, we all kind of heard of the movie Passion of the Christ, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that kind of is probably a great example of someone who suffered in, in for their beliefs and in uh, doing the right thing as they
0: believed. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And that's uh, an example of something that we can all, you know, relate to in a way or, you know, if you have any kind of religious upbringing, I'm sure. You can you can relate to it in some way, but the the story is basically that uh, J- Jesus dies for all of our sins and then resurrects.
1: Right, and you know, and that's that passion that uh, he's developed for people over you know his lifetime in learning and teaching and helping people understand is I think what allowed him to go to the cross and have that love for people. And not worry about the consequences of what was going to happen to him, right? So I think, you know, there's a great metaphor in not having to worry about what happens to you. You're just going out there and doing what you feel is the best for people all around you.
0: Yeah, and I guess fear can get in the way too, and maybe that's part of what the argument is about. To to go out and, and do something and rally around a cause that you believe in is difficult. It takes courage to be able to to do something like that. So I'd imagine that some people are pushing back on that because it, well, you know, it's, it's revealing the fear that fear that's inside them that to make that kind of difference.
1: Right. And, you know, even in the movie, do you, you know, when, I think when Jesus here was being tempted as well, right. By yes. the devil. Um, I think that was at the starting of the movie, if I remember correctly, now it's been a few years since I've seen it. Um, but even that, you know, having the understanding within himself and understanding what his goal was to accomplish allowed him to keep that passion that he had uh, forefront in his mind to not get away from his goals and have you know uh, someone like the devil push him and and start getting scared and be fearful of what might happen uh, when he does go on the cross eventually
0: that's right. And, you know, he was uh, bleeding through his eyes. He had tears of blood, right? That was part of the, I guess, suffering in a way. I don't know if it was fear, but it was just this realization, I guess, that now he was going to go and do this big deed to, to help save the world.
1: Right. No, and, and you know, and uh, there's m- millions and even billions of people all around the world who are thankful for that uh, amount of passion for any one person to have in real life or even in a story. I'm like, you don't know what really happened and what the the outcome was because we none of us were really present but i know a lot of people who believe they do believe they can feel the love and feel the the closeness and and the uh You know what the guidance that's been given through to everybody through the Bible and even just the Mm -hmm. the amount of passion that and love that is passed through the words for each person, right? So it's kind of an interesting, you know, uh, I I don't want to say parable. I don't know if that's the right word for um, Jesus and the story of the cross and and Christianity, right? Because I don't want to say that, but I mean it is a great way for people to understand what true passion means when it's not about you. Anymore. It's about everybody else.
0: Yeah. And it's also this thing of everything that you might enjoy and love doing right now as a creative person or as an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you do, at some point will also become a job. So no matter how much you think you like or enjoy it, it will become a job. And if at that point you don't have the passion to continue to suffer through it and to continue onwards, then, you know, you're maybe not willing to push on to the next level. Or it's just a mismatch and you need to find something else because if you really love and enjoy it and believe in it, you will keep going in spite of the difficulties that you encounter. No,
1: you're right. And I fully agree with you. And I think sometimes instead of just focusing on what we want Uh, To gain from our own passion and and something that we've kind of said already is looking beyond ourselves, right? So as we can see you know for a blogger and we write about you know how people can improve their lives and we we talk about all the different topics I think I don't think after a while that you're only writing for yourself and only to reach a hundred people You know your real real goal really does become to reach thousands of people and see people change their lives and have them Maybe tell you you know This is what you did for me, and I was able to accomplish and change and, and you know, now my family's in a better place. I think that type of passion, you know, allows you to then feel good about yourself. Not that you're only doing it for that, um, but it does allow you to know that there's people out there that need what you have. And that's only uh, can be seen. I think when you look beyond yourself,
0: you can hear people like Pat Flynn so often say, that it's the comments that he gets from his listeners, his viewers, his readers that keeps him going. And as trite and cliche, and maybe even as cheesy as it might sound, it's so true. It's the emails that I get personally, for The Music Entrepreneur and other projects that I do out there that keeps me going. There's the one guy that Mavine and I discussed. I don't know if we did this on air or what, but I, I talked about this guy that, that emailed me and said, thank you for writing that article on uh, being limitless. And I said, I don't remember writing it. But he said, no, no, it was you, and uh, I'm really grateful. So that's what he took from that article, regardless of whether it was the, in- I, I guess it was probably part of the intended message, but may not have been the title of the article. It was just somewhere in there.
1: Right, so just maybe a word that he resonated with, and and was able to take that and, and help him take to the next level that he wants to get to. Right, so I mean that's great, uh, great ways, and myself as well. Right, I know I haven't got a lot of emails, but or or anything like that, but I know I've had conversations with uh, friends uh, after marketing a little bit on Facebook, and just kind of get to our YouTube, uh, you know, just some YouTube channels out there letting people know that what we're doing as a as a team here, mm-hmm. and you know, just I've had some feedback from friends and and people who've listened to it, saying you know what you done a great job or, you know, these are maybe little things that you should also look at. For example, putting disclaimers uh, prior to, uh, you know, maybe um, like our pharmaceutical uh, sure uh, bit that we had done, maybe doing it at the starting versus at the end. And just little tidbits like that really do help uh, see that people are listening to what we're doing. Maybe taking a little bit from it and saying, you know what, if people are responding, then it is a good thing because people are listening, especially when your friends can listen to you and give you real good feedback. uh, Because we all know, you know, Our friends are sometimes typically the last people to want to work with us when it comes with our passions, right? It's usually strangers, people we don't know, uh, you know, that we meet through networking. That really are the people that we end up working with. So, you know, when your Mm -hmm. friends can give you that information, you know, it's really valuable to take that and keep at doing what you're doing, right? Because I know that's one thing that keeps my energy levels up and keeps me more passionate day by day, wanting to do what we're doing. And as you know, like I've said uh, on previous (laughs) episodes too. Like all I want to do sometimes is just record and I forget about some of the other things that we need to do on the back end, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. We need a website, we need product, we need to build our email list, all that kind of stuff. But I, I really like that point. You know, the reason that we, we do this, it, it isn't just for the comments or the accolades or even for the criticism, although that stuff helps us, you know, it, it's for the long term impact that we believe it can bring and help people. So even even this sometimes might be a thing of passion to suffer through, despite some of the difficulties or challenges that we encounter along the way. But we, you know, we're doing it because we love it. It's not like we're sitting here going, gosh, I wish, wish I was doing something else right now. (laughs) At least I hope not.
1: No, no, not at all. The only thing I could uh, wish I was doing uh, different was maybe recording another episode after this one. But uh, I know it's just one a day right now. So that's okay with me.
0: Well, yeah, it's just so we have some time to figure out the strategy of things, which is also just it's important. And I think you and I are also aware of little things we can do with the podcast, such as adding themes, or if in the future, we can hire on an editor, we'll get some of it edited. But I think, people probably appreciate and enjoy the rawness of these episodes as well so who knows that might be something we keep
1: well for sure you know and i like the fact that we don't edit as well you know and that's mm-hmm. one thing i think when people listen to us they can actually hear that passion in our voices as well that we want to help people that we're you know when we start talking about certain things our you know our voices will change our tone will change or maybe our heart rate will start changing a little bit and Uh, I know for me, I'll speak a little faster when I get a little bit more passionate about what uh, my topics are and my points are that I'm trying to make. And because I really do believe in them. And I think that's what is important to a lot of people. They believe in what they say and they talk about. And that does really help uh, keep that passion strong and that fire burning within themselves as well.
0: That's a big thing. And I don't know I can't speak for anybody else yet but at least I'm entertained when I listen to our podcast <laughs> versus some others that I'm often bored by so maybe it's just me being you know uh, somewhat pretentious and wanting to hear my own voice <laughs> but no cuz some people hate their voice so maybe that's not the case I, I am entertained by our shows so that's that's uh, at least I like it
1: Well you know and it's interesting you say that cuz I've gone in and listened to our shows as well and I've used it as just a way of learning and kind of how we work together and yeah. learning about our dynamic and you know when to pause, when to talk, when to, you know, maybe add in an extra point or whatnot, right? I know sometimes our viewers can't see this, but I'll kind of point at you to say, hey, you know what, continue, you're making a great point yeah. or vice versa, right? So um, it, it's just been really interesting, but I could kind of try to visualize when we were recording that uh, podcast episode as well and seeing, you know, what was I doing with my hands and just try to understand what was happening too, right? And I think these are all important little things to take from it so we can then continue to put out better energy better podcasts and, you know, keep building our website and keep doing everything that we need to do to make sure people can find us uh, when they do, you know, search for topics, not only by our name.
0: That's right. Definitely. And, and you're definitely right about the podcasts, you know, the advantages of podcasting where people can hear your tone of voice get a better sense of who you are, which over time kind of creates a connection and a knowing. So we know that some people are going to come up to us at various places and introduce themselves and say, hi and say, I heard your voice. Aren't you David Andrew, Yip? aren't you moving Cora, that kind of stuff. Uh, we know it's going to happen. So hopefully we treat you well when you do come up and introduce yourself.
1: Absolutely. And you know, one one of the things I just thought of when you were saying that to David is one of the things when people do hear our voices, um, on podcasts and and then they eventually go in and read our blogs that we'll eventually have on the websites as well, yeah. is they'll be able to really get and hear our voices maybe in their heads too. Not that I want to say our voices will be stuck in their heads, but, you know, they'll be able to hear the way we speak and our passion, and our voices and our, and the way we talk. And they can really understand who we are as people. And then, you know, really just find another way to connect.
0: That's right. And it really is a passion pursuit. I've I've done, multiple podcasts at this point and there's really only been two or three out of probably five, six or seven that have been long lasting but I, you know, you go through that experience and you learn a lot. And But if you're not willing to persevere through that, then you will end up stopping and, and pursuing something else. I know so many people that start and stop podcasts and I get it. You know, so, so, like I went a long time with Dogcast music entrepreneurship, despite the fact that like I knew it wasn't perfect and it was disjointed and it changed a lot. Over time, which is why I wanted to start fresh with the new music industry podcast over continuing with the platform that I already had built. So, so I totally get that. And I think that that's natural progression though. That's what's going to happen. You're going to grow. You're going to figure things out. You're going to look at things differently and then realize well, you know, I was, I was a dummy back then and I just <laughs> want to change the, the way I do things when I start this thing up again.
1: Well, what I like about what you said, David, is that uh, you learned about yourself by moving forward in your passion and continue to work on your websites and and blog and podcasts and you know keep changing pictures around and whatnot and you found that the best way for you to have the optimal site for you was not necessarily keep uh, working on something that you found that could have been broken but was to kind of just start fresh and uh, you know the passion didn't the subject matter of the passion didn't change but the techniques on how you pursued that passion really changed so you can then just be a better Uh, I guess, version of yourself as you pursue your own passion. That's kind of what I got.
0: That's right. It's like a it's like a pivot, right? It may not be like a 45 degree pivot or anything like that. Maybe just a little tweak, 5 degrees, 10 degrees, something like that. Uh, and that difference can actually mean all the difference for the future of the show and the podcast. And who knows, maybe 300 episodes in and I'll go, shoot, uh, I missed these things and now I want to go and start fresh again. But at the moment, I can't really imagine doing that. You know, you once you, you get a train moving, it takes a lot of work to stop it sometimes.
1: Right. you know, I perfectly said. And I know one of the conversations we had was, I remember you saying, and I hope I can say this on air. And, you know, you said, you know, I'm going to maybe put out about 100 episodes or 20 episodes and just kind of see what, how it happens. And if it works out, I'll continue. If, if it doesn't work out well, I might just stop. And I remember the first, one of the first things I said to you was, I said, look, if you're passionate about what you do, then don't put a number on it. You know, that number is invalid. So I said, put out a thousand you know, or put out 10,000. And by that time, you know, you will be successful because your passion will carry you to those numbers and those type of results. Right. And as you keep doing them, you'll learn and you'll learn and you'll learn. And what number are you on now? Just so we can. uh, I guess number 19. Right. So we're on number 19. So you're either one away from quitting or you're (laughs) going to continue, right?
0: No, no, it was not. It was, uh, I guess it was never really a thing of quitting. That's maybe just how it came across. What I really meant was like, I can dominate this damn keyword. If I put out a hundred, episodes on this topic about my book if it's called the new music industry podcast and my book is called the new music industry then then i'm going to be the dominator in that keyword that was actually what i was trying to communicate with you
1: Ah, excellent. Well, I, I obviously didn't understand, but I think I hopefully still motivated <laughs> you to say, hey, you know what, man, I'm never going to quit because this is my passion, right? Well,
0: I think you're right. You yeah. know, I see someone like James Franco, 500 episodes in. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what I want to drive for is 500 episodes on this topic. Like, so many more posts are going to go up on the website and build its authority, and uh, you know, knowledge base, and 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 this whole spider web of the music industry, and you begin to see, you know, the picture. Where where the holes were and certainly there are some holes in the website that start to fill in.
1: Right. And that's what it is, right? That's also having a good uh, idea of what your audience is looking for when you're filling in those holes and, and yeah. giving them exactly what they want, right? And and that doesn't just come from, you know, being, you know, Mickey mousing it, it actually comes with understanding your niche market, understanding what your listeners want, and how you're going to get that information to them, right? And, and I mean, that's a huge thing, especially when you've been working at any sort of project for a year, two years, 10 years, or even a month, right? I mean, you want to be the best at it. And and obviously with yourself, I know your website, uh, you continue to do that every single day, right?
0: That's right. And I think a couple of things that I've found valuable, one of them is like keyword research. So those are things obviously people are looking for, for whatever reason, I guess you have to sort of have to apply your best guesses as to why they're looking for those searches. But if you know, if it's just like a, a keyword of a particular music service, then, you know, they're probably trying to find out what it is, how it works, why why they would want to sign up for it and things like that. So those are the kind of posts that you try to create around those keywords. The other thing is customer interviews or just talking to musicians in general. For me, I've had some very enlightening conversations with with musicians that I meet and have talked to as of late. So that's a valuable exercise. And it probably will be for us, too, with using your power, is just finding out what people are thinking and saying about these these topics.
1: Right. And one of the things that you mentioned is keyword. And I really like that idea because if you actually uh, look up the word passion, it's not going to only give you one kind of industry, right? Passion can definitely be a sexual thing as well. It's not just a a business term that we use to tell people how excited we are about something, right? Uh, So one of the things I actually wrote for my points as well was passion is not about sex or sexual... Tendencies. It's really about having compassion for people. I think that's what mm, passion that's really awesome. is about, right? It's that compassion. Uh, so just adding another a little three uh, three-letter word to the front there. Um, but it, I think it really does help people see that if it was a sexual thing only. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, hits people look up for passion and, you know, we might get some people coming to our uh, website and taking a peek at this or going to their YouTube channel and taking a look at just typing in the word passion and coming mm-hmm. across us and be like, hey, what the hell? This is not what we were looking for on on this, right? And we're going to see people like that and that's okay because they true. may, you know, when they look at it, they may want to listen to it and say, you know what? There is something more than what I'm looking for uh, when it comes to the passion or the things I can do. With within that uh,
0: realm too, if I'm not mistaken, you know there are some scriptures and spiritual texts that refer to burning passion as kind of a negative thing. So that that I I think you're right. It isn't just about sexuality, although that is an important context as well, and possibly a, a topic for the future of the podcast. But you're right compassion for other people is such a great way of explaining what passion truly is and the willingness to suffer for it
1: absolutely and you know there's not a lot of people willing to suffer that we know about for other people's uh ability to move forward in life you know I think most people because of their egos uh, are looking for themselves to move forward first before somebody else does, right but you know when you have passion and compassion for your fellow human beings you don't think about yourself first anymore now you start thinking about other people before you start thinking about yourself right so I think that's when you start changing uh, from the inside out as well right and uh, if you are only viewing people as um, a sexual passion and never a compassion. I mean, mm. uh, there's obviously other things that are happening in the background that I'm not going to get into. Maybe on another show we definitely can uh, about what's going on there. But, uh, you know, I think when people focus in the right direction with the right information, uh, they'll find out exactly what um, their passions and, and where that will take them.
0: Also, I think it's human nature to move away from pain and move towards pleasure, as, as Tony Robbins often says, those are our big goals in life. And I think that's why passion is ultimately so difficult. Uh, the suffering is one thing, but I think you know, a lot of people that uh, are competitive and believe in themselves and have big dreams and goals are willing to push through the, the suffering part. But sometimes suffering, in spite of, you know, the avoidance of pain or moving towards pleasure, can be a harder thing for a lot of people.
1: Right. And do you think people really want to get out of the, a place of pain and move to pleasure because I find a lot of people sitting in pain because they really don't know how to get out of their pain, right? I mean, I think naturally everybody would like to get out of it and I think everybody would like to seek ways, but I think a lot of people, especially in society these society these days, you know, especially you go on anybody's Twitter or their Facebook feed or, mm. or whatnot and what's the first thing they're usually talking about? Oh man, I had the worst day. I had a flat tire. They want to tell everybody their pain points
0: and their... And then thing about election results
1: and of course the the Donald Trump election <laughs> results uh, that happened right so I mean it's an interesting thing but that's what people talk about and so I wonder if people really want to move to a point a place of uh, passion or pleasure or are they getting pleasure by telling people about their pain and staying there as long as they can so they can then feel better about themselves with the number of likes they get on a picture or a post or whatnot.
0: That's so true. Yeah. So many people are in a bad cycle of, of repeating the same things over and over, which gives them more pain. So, but in a weird way, maybe that pain is giving them pleasure. So, but I definitely see your point. I think there's, there's many people that that are stuck in that and repeating those same habits and patterns over and over again.
1: You know, and and the other thing, too, I was thinking about, as you said, staying in habits and repeating them over and over again. And, you know, not that this is a it's not a light topic at all. But if you start looking at stuff like domestic violence or any sort of violence against people, you know, you'll see that there's a lot of pain there. And then we always say, hey, well, how come this person just doesn't leave the situation? And I think it's not that easy as well, right, to leave pain, because there's a lot of stuff that's um, in the background that we don't necessarily know about as the people saying, well, why don't you just leave? Right. Um, but There's more stuff there that the person's going through mentally, physically, Uh, it's not an easy choice to make no matter where you are. Even if you choose to stay in your pain, it's not easy because there's so many other things that the, you know, there's an option to think about. Like maybe you have kids and you're staying, you know, you're telling yourself you're staying in that pain or that displeasure in life because of the kids. But really, they're not. It's it's doing themselves a disservice. Right. And you're not really showing that love for yourself or your family because you choose to stay there. Right. So, I mean, it is definitely a a deeper topic that we can go into uh, at some point in time. But uh, I just wanted to kind of bring that up as well.
0: I've seen it firsthand with people close to me. There was one lady that I ended up kind of helping her through a divorce, and there was another lady that I know that repeated that pattern of getting into relationships that really weren't good for her, culminating in in some domestic incident where the police were called. So, you know, and it's even kind of the subject matter of my latest song that will be coming out soon, hopefully, is this idea that you become too comfortable in a relationship that's no longer serving you.
1: Right. And I think that's where people do get stuck and, and they find the hurt. Because, and that's why they sometimes like to stay as well. Because, you know, I've been in relationships where they weren't going that ba- uh, great. And I knew I should have probably left a long time ago, but I chose to stay. Mm. And uh, I chose to stay, either to keep myself happy, which was a really odd way of saying it. Because Really, I was in a place I wasn't happy at all, but I found that being unhappy actually made me happy somehow, and having those arguments and those text wars uh, made me happy for some reason, you know, not in the front of my mind but in the back of my mind I I obviously had found some sort of pleasure from this or I wouldn't have uh, you know I would have probably respected myself a little bit more and cut that off a lot sooner obviously uh, I'm not in that anymore so that's a great place to be and you know and I found that happiness outside of it and that there was something a lot better outside of that pain uh, once I understood that I was actually suffering and then that my mind was suffering that my physical body was suffering, that I was, hmm. I could get sick if I continue to stay in patterns like this, right? And and, yeah. and a lot of people decide to stay in those patterns, and, and we kind of know, we've talked a little bit about it in our pharmaceuticals episode, that people will start, you know, diagnosing themselves with medicine and saying, oh, I'll just take some of these antidepressants now, and they'll, you know, something that they could have just taken themselves out of, now they go on to medication and still stay in that uh, hurtful, I guess, uh, patterns.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there is like a marketing or psychological term, which is loss aversion. The example that I've heard before is Netflix. So it's easier to stay with them than to think about losing access to hundreds of shows and movies, which is why people keep paying that eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine a month or whatever it is. So yeah, loss aversion, I think, is exactly what you're describing in in relationships. It you know you're you're not thinking about what you're gonna gain by leaving that relationship. You're thinking about what you're gonna lose by leaving that relationship.
1: Yeah, very well put, and, and you're 100% right. Um, and that's exactly what it was, right? It's the same thing, I think, with a lot of people in their TV. No different. Yes. You know, 500 channels or more, and you don't even like to watch half of them, or even one of them, <laughs> because it's always the same sort of reruns. Uh, we're not talking Seinfeld here, because Seinfeld's great. <laughs> but uh, every other show is a rerun out there. Yeah. Um, you know, but no, you're right. And then, being in those relationships as well, that, you know, you feel that good things can maybe happen, things will change, And then you start getting passionate even about the wrong stuff because you feel that you can make a change or the other person will change. But I don't think that's really the best way to approach, uh, you
0: know, even relationships. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want to take too much of a U-turn or, or, or diagonal turn or whatever, but <laughs> one, one question that I felt it uh, important to talk about, with, and I think we should both kind of think about what our answers would be, is do you need passion to start heading in a creative direction, to start becoming a freelancer, to become a business owner, or just to have the courage to change the relationship or change the job you're in? Is passion absolutely necessary in those situations?
1: Wow. Um, I wish you would have told me this question before, but since you (laughs) haven't, that's okay. Um, I do like the idea that, you know, I don't think necessarily you have to be knowing your passion before you pick up a guitar. You know, you Mm -hmm. may just want to try it. I know I tried picking up a guitar and my buddy of mine when I, you know, used to uh, live with him and he had a guitar and I said, Hey, you know why? If I try it out and to see what it's like. Right. And I just really wanted to see what it felt like and why he enjoyed it so much. So for me, it was really just, you know, kind of trying to figure out what other people's passion was and see if I could get excited about something they were excited about. Right. It was not something I'd ever tried. It's not something I grew up with at all as well. Right. Um, a lot of people are excited about cars and very passionate about cars and for myself you know I I like driving cars I like fast cars but doesn't mean I like to look under the hood and learn all the you know all the names and terminologies for all the different parts and how everything works together that's not what i'm passionate about right I, i'm really more passionate about getting on the road and and driving in nature and you know taking those turns and seeing how fast i can take them sometimes but it's not the the details don't excite me and i don't know about uh, everybody else out there some people do get excited about details and are passionate about details now there's certain things i'm i'm excited about the details and certain things i'm not right so i think you could be passionate in Many different and diverse um, topics and 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 items in your life, but not everything will have the same amount of passion either, right? You, I don't know. What do you think about that?
0: I also think you don't necessarily need passion to get started in any anything. And I think part of what you're talking about is that process of experimentation, which is so important in figuring out what your skills and strengths are. I mean, sure, there's tests and other things in schools, but sometimes those also can do us a disservice. Sometimes they can reveal things that are inside us that we didn't know, but other times they, they may not give you a full picture of who you really are or what you're good at. You know, I started reading because readers are leaders. I wasn't into <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't big into reading, man, but like I decided to give it a try. And, you know, what I found was I didn't really like sci-fi or fantasy novels, but I'm not sure leaders are reading those books anyway. But, you know, I didn't really enjoy those. But when I started reading personal development and comedy books, I loved those. So then I found something that I could be passionate about and continue. And I have continued, you know, my personal development process began basically in 2007 and it continues to this day. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still figuring things out and I'm still separating the wheat from the chaff, which will always be part of the process. You know, you consume a lot of stuff. Some of it's not very good. And so you got to take, take the stuff that, that is good. But that process of experimentation brought me to figure out that I I enjoyed and was good at music. I enjoyed and was good at sports, although I figured out also that I would never become a professional athlete. So so that process is vital. If, if you want to discover your passion, you're serious about it, start experimenting. That's how you'll find something that you, you could see yourself investing more time and energy and resources into.
1: Yeah, and I love the idea of experimenting, right? Because that's exactly what it was. It was trying to pick up a guitar, seeing if I would enjoy it. And, you know, I tried piano at a different friend's house as well. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it was, you know, maybe being discouraged because I wasn't good at it the first time. And I think a lot of people feel that, yeah. that, oh, you know, if they can't be good at something right away, then, oh, that's not their passion, or that's not what they're meant to do in life, or that's not what they're going to be good at. But uh, we have to also understand that if you're going to try something You have to try it more than once. Uh, You know, we were never good at, on our first day, we all went to work as an entrepreneur or went to work at a nine to five job. We were never that great the first day. You know, if we, most of us could have quit saying, oh, I suck. I'm going to go try something else. But every first day you'd quit. But a lot of us, we stick to it, we learn, we, we get partnered up with somebody and we continue to you know, learn from them, we pick their brain, we ask some questions because we start enjoying what we're doing. And I think that's part of the first step of uh, developing anything is starting to enjoy what you're actually doing wholeheartedly and not just you know, doing it for a paycheck.
0: One of the things you're, you're saying there is, like, we've become so accustomed as a society to Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 Hours. Like, I've even had that conversation with people that probably aren't regular personal development book readers, but they still know what 10,000 Hours is and have heard of it. Part of what you're describing there, Bavine, is it's not just about the 10,000 Hours. It's also about what are you good at? what are your strengths? Because again, we I said this at the outset, you can only develop a weakness into a stronger weakness. So there's more to it than the $10,000. Now, can anybody pick up a guitar or ukulele or something like that and develop t- to a certain point? I believe you can, you know, as long as you don't have any physical ailments that prevent you from doing the movements you need to do to play the instrument, unless you're completely uncoordinated in some way, you should be able to go- pick it up and play it to a certain point and still enjoy it. Doesn't mean you were meant to be a musician
1: no not at all and you know there's parts of your brain and i don't know how everything's wired and in in there but it may not be wired to play right dna yeah it just may not be right so it's an interesting thing but uh the other thing too i like about the the idea of uh, you know developing your passion and and uh, this is a great question and and it's also always you know i think finding people who are on the same path as you to find that passion that you may be Interested in, right? So that's where networking really comes in and finding people that you think, right? And just going to different events. You may Mm. not like the events you go to and you may never go back. That's okay Uh, because you just say, you know, this is not the type of people I'm looking to hang out with. Or you might say the other way around, hey, you know what? This is actually kind of a neat, interesting group. I want to find out a little bit more. Then you might end up staying there, you know, long term or short term. But again, it's just taking those chances to go out there, right? I mean, there's so many different things we can follow people in business and spirituality and financial and health music, and books, and in writing. I mean, there's so many different passions I didn't even name in here. But if if we find people that are kind of on the same path, we'll also, I think, develop a passion for what we are doing. And it'll even make uh, the ideas of what we're doing more solidified within ourselves.
0: And also, what did you get excited about when you were a kid? If you go back and really think about the kind of things that brought you joy, you know, you didn't really have all the filters that us adults have as we as we grow older as a kid there there were probably some things that you naturally tended towards or lean towards i'm not saying that those will tell you exactly what you need to do but they will at least be signals on your path to show you some of the things that you were originally passionate about originally geared for or tended towards in the first place
1: Right, and you know, as you as I grew up, at least as a kid, you know, uh, sports was a huge passion for myself. You know, at least playing not at a professional level, but you know, just getting the neighborhood kids or kids around, and we'd all play hockey on the street, and we played street hockey, and you know, going into ju- uh, junior high, and even. Uh, uh, high school, at least in Alberta, these are some of the the uh, grades that we have from 7 to 9 and, and then 10 to 12, and then you, you move on from there, right? Um, but having the sports teams at school and, and joining those teams, you know, I found kept me healthy. And, and uh, you know, at least the idea was... I would still be watching hockey on TV as well because I was still playing, uh, you know, on street hockey or floor hockey in the gyms that they had at school. But as soon as I stopped playing, uh, I noticed my passion kind of started dropping for wanting to watch um, hockey on TV, right? Because so for myself, at least, I associated playing with watching and, and whatnot too.
0: And also, this thing of birds of a feather flock together seems to apply completely here because you will become the, the kind of person that your top five friends are. You, kind of, you think about the kind of people that Bill Gates probably hangs out with. It probably is business owners, but not necessarily business owners in the tech industry. In fact, I know that Bill Gates and uh, Warren Buffett are friends. So Warren Buffett, investor, and Bill Gates, uh, you know, a tech mogul. And basically, they're both billionaires, but they come from different industries, essentially. So, you know... Uh, on a higher level, you begin to realize that the people that you kind of hang out with may not be artists just like you, may not be nine to five workers just like you, may not be freelancers just like you, but the similarities will come from, you know, in, in other ways from the personality or the level of success that you achieve in your life, your fitness. If your friends are all focused on fitness, you're probably going to start to work on work on your your body as well.
1: Right, and I think that's uh, that also goes for the uh, you know they say that the top five people you hang out with, whatever their income is, your income is probably an average of their of theirs as well. Yeah. So I mean that kind of makes sense. So if you're gonna hang out with people, hang out with people who are thinking on higher levels, wanting to perform at higher levels, uh, I think that's what people come to our show for is to find out how they can just move to the next level uh, by by using their internal power to do that. Right. So um, I think finding people who want to be better than they are will yeah. help you develop your passion, or at least connect to people who can help you understand your passion and get better at whatever you like to do.
0: Yeah, don't don't think too rigidly or don't make it like this huge chore to find somebody that's like, you know, 100 steps ahead of where you are. Just try to find somebody that's on the journey like you are look look to your side look to your left and to your right on the same path and see who is there and and see if they're on the same trajectory of growing themselves and and moving forward and i think maybe even if it doesn't become a long-term friendship it will become a valuable friendship for that season
1: Absolutely. And, you know, um, one of the th- one of the items I-, I know that people will talk about when it comes to passion as well is finding value in people. I know we kind of talked about and hit the- on that earlier as well. But I think as you get more passionate about what you want to do, just like you said, your, your your passion grows on wanting to help everybody be at the same level, if not better than your level as well. Right. So it's like they say that, you know, um, if you if you were in a in the canals for example all the water will come into to to raise that ship right and all the water kind of helps do it together so all the water is like people in my example will come in and help raise everybody at
0: the same time right so rising tides raise all ships that's correct yes that's that's the quote i forgot yeah I, no, I, I think I, I'm the kind of person that becomes frustrated when the the people around me maybe can't see the 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 path ahead as far as what what growth is going to mean or or look like it's not that, you know, I don't care about shallow topics at all. It's just not the first thing I want to talk about. Like I want to go deep. That's kind of where, where I find the most joy and interest that that holds my interest and keeps me engaged. But then, you know, shallow topics and discussion will, you know, bore me or I just don't, you know, maybe I'll participate sometimes, but I don't always feel like participating. So, you know, those are the kind of people I guess I look for.
1: Right. And I find, you know, based on what you're saying too, I know uh, there's certain topics I talk to certain people about and there are certain things I don't talk to everybody about. Uh, I think it's just finding the right people to have those conversations with, right? So I think you're going to have some friends that you'll have just some simple ABC conversations. And then you're going to have those two or three or four close friends in your life that you'll have some really deep, meaningful conversations, people that don't judge you based on what you're telling them and, and uh, you know, what you're experiencing and you're wide open. With them and and that's where they allow you to just be yourself and I think that's huge.
0: And I guess my point is, it's just I'm a lifter of people and sometimes people aren't willing or able to be lifted at at the particular time that I would like them to be.
1: No, exactly. And and that's the that's a thing, right? I think if you're trying to lift people when they're not ready to be lifted, uh, you're passionate about it um, because that's what you want to do. But if they're not ready for it, I mean, you can tell them, you know, uh, a flood is coming. A flood is coming. A flood is coming and they may not listen because they're not ready to, right?
0: And guess who gets wiped out first? And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Did you have any other points, Matt?
1: Yeah, I got one last point here. And uh, the, the idea for, for me for having a passion in your life as well is about having uh, a positive attitude as well. I think that is super important. Uh, something that uh, Jeffrey Gittermer calls uh, or coined, I guess, the, the yes attitude, right? Uh, always looking for ways to say yes to people. Always looking for ways to help people the best you can. and you know. To, you know, if, if people are saying no to you, that's okay. But looking for ways to turn their nos to yeses as well. Uh, you know, not everybody's going to eventually say yes to you. And, and I think um, that's okay. And you have to, you know, find the right people to, you um, that say yes to you but you also want those people to say no to you so they challenge you and help you grow but I guess in the way he was speaking was really in sales and the term of sales and if you're going to be passionate about anything uh, for example I know when I was doing sales um, on a day-to-day basis uh, you know I had to ask the right questions to people and really find out what they their hot buttons were so I can then make that sale for them right I know uh, with yourself uh, learning guitar and now going out and looking for places and venues to play you know 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 you're not gonna you know you're gonna ask the same venue probably four five ten times even if you get a no you're still gonna keep asking them because you understand that that venue has something that you want uh, from it as well right they have a crowd that you want to play to and you have an audience that you want to build and you'll continue to ask even if they keep saying no right because you're passionate about getting into it
0: that's right. I, I think you could take that too far- well, I wonder a bit. anyway, if you could take that too far the other way where you're you're saying yes to the point where you're now overcommitted committed and you're committed to things you didn't want to be committed to in the first place, I, I, having those boundaries could come in handy.
1: Well, I think you most people would say yes to the things they want to say yes to, right? I mean, you got to say yes to the things that are goal, your goal-oriented, uh, things that are taking to your dream, right? It's not just about saying yes to everything, but having a purpose in it, right? And if someone's saying no to you and that no, it, you know, if that no is a yes and that yes could get you to your dream, you would continually work on that person's no and, and find a way, right? I think most yeah. people, we give up too easy and, and that's the problem, right? And I think these are one of the things that... Uh, We were talking about, you know, are you afraid to fail or are you afraid to succeed, right? And I think most people uh, are afraid to succeed because it's easy to fail. We've all done it. We've all failed at something and not trying is really is failing as well. So uh, I think when you understand what your passion is, then you won't be afraid to fail. You won't be afraid to succeed. You'll just be excited to go through the journey, through the process, you know, and and take that step uh, in the right direction daily and find the people that will uh, get you to where you want to go.
0: And so often we've said that you learn the most from your failure, which I don't disagree with, but some recent studies are now showing that we actually learn more from our successes, that sometimes we have a tendency to write them off just as flukes and we don't actually evaluate what it is we did to succeed. What are the steps that we took? So, so I'd say, you know, you probably have successes in your life. Take some time to evaluate them because, you know, you can duplicate that again and it wasn't just a fluke probably.
1: No, you're right. And it makes me wonder too. I don't know if everybody learns from their failures at all either. Because exactly. how many times have you failed doing the same thing, right? Failure, uh, if you keep failing because you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're not learning anything, right? I mean, yeah. you see this all the time in people's relationships as well. Uh, they take the word passion and they mean sexually and then and they go out and they cheat on their spouse and they say, oh, they'll get caught and they say, oh, no, I promise I'll never do it again and I won't do it again. I promise, honey. And I'll do it again. So did they really learn anything? right i don't think they did because they'll did it again and they'll do it again and then they'll get a divorce and then they'll get married and they'll do it again and they'll continue that pattern because they're not wanting to learn either from from that
0: so human nature such a strange thing well what are your closing thoughts there matt
1: my closing thoughts, wow. Um, I think passion is something great to have uh, for everybody. If you can find what your passion is, focus your time, focus your thoughts in that direction. Find the right people to help you, um, You know, based on the type of time they have and they can help you with. Um, I think finding passion is not the easiest thing because, I mean, uh, that's what the life's journey is about. Sometimes, you, you know, you hear about people, uh, you know, they clear up their drug habit and they finally get their head straight and they die, and you know, and right when the time mm-hmm. was for them to pursue their passion and, you know, it, it is a journey. So if you can get through all the, the cloudiness faster and really start getting focused on what you want to work in, I think you'll be happier sooner. You'll be, uh, be able to make other people happy as well
0: uh, by focusing on that. And originally, I was going to say, choose a passion and passion will choose you. But I'm going to change that a bit. I'm going to say, choose passion, not a passion. Choose passion and passion will choose you. Because you, like I said earlier, you could choose a passion and be completely wrong about your strengths and what you're capable of doing. So instead, choose passion, choose to suffer for, choose compassion to help others and, and advance them and, and make that your mission. And then that will move you forward. That will be your motivation. That'll be your fuel to keep you going. And then passion will choose you.
1: Fair enough. And you know, you're right. I think... W- You know, the world is, uh, if you believe in the universe and the universal uh, language, you know, I think passion is always seeking you. So you have to keep your eyes open. You know, like they say, if one door closes, another one opens, right? And sometimes that's passion knocking on your door, not just opportunity.
0: That's right. Yeah, you can definitely take those as indicators as well, the doors that continue to shut in your face. But sometimes... You also have to keep pushing through. Like, uh, I guess Lincoln, right, would never have become president if he hadn't kept going and kept going and kept going for 20 years, 30 years, something like that in his crazy political career. Wouldn't it never have become president? So,
1: yeah, and look at all the things that happened after he did, uh, you know, become president. I mean, the whole world literally changed, at least in North America, uh, because of his pursuing um, a goal that he had.
0: Exactly. So it's amazing. Yeah. So it can take many different forms and it can also mean a lot of different things for for different people. But Lincoln must have seen something that perhaps others weren't seeing. And that, you know, gave him the feel he needed to keep going to to achieve what he did.
1: Right. You know, and one of the things I'd like to throw out to our listeners today is, you know, if you have any passions and maybe, you know, a comment and let us know what your passions are and how you're pursuing those passions. And, you know, what one thing maybe that you took from the show today that you said, you know, I could probably take that little idea and, uh, you know, put it into my passion or put it into the direction I'm focused in and uh, let us know what the changes are that uh, you experience as well.
0: Awesome. We look forward to reading and answering your comments. You've been listening to Using Your Power. Find us at usingyourpower.com. I'm David Andrew Weeb. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you.